welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you for joining your hosts, Tierra and Jack, what is now episode number 33 of our Road to 2021 series. Before we get stuck into things, we wanted to remind you guys that if you enjoy these episodes, please remember to repost them onto your social media stories. Also, if you're feeling generous, please feel free to leave us a review on the iTunes podcast app. Even just leaving us a star rating would mean a lot. And finally, if you are interested in our coaching services, you can head over to our website just by searching The Bodybuilding Dietitians on Google. You can find the link in any of our Instagram bios and the show notes below as well. And just a reminder, as per usual, we don't just coach comp prep competitors, but anyone with a health and fitness goal. Great. All right, Jack. So getting into this, we are midway through December now. Well, past midway through December, right? (laughs) Yeah, almost Christmas. Uh Uh-huh. Almost that time of year. Yep. So let's fill in the listeners what's been happening with you this past week. All right, cool. Well, I guess this past week I did just wrap up my 12th week of dieting, right? Aren't there like 12 days of Christmas? Something like that. Oh, is that a bit of a coinkadink? I don't know. But anyway, I've been dieting for almost three months now. We are recording this on the 20th of December, 2020. So just wrapped up a solid 12 weeks of dieting. And as of today, I'm officially nine weeks out from my first show with the IFBB. So as of right now, I am 9, 11, 16, 18. And what we actually found out this past week is we're both 20 weeks out from most likely the last show of the season. So ICN Nationals actually did get announced to be held in New South Wales on the 8th of May. So that's 20 Mm. weeks away. Yeah, they haven't, for some reason, they haven't made a song and dance about it, maybe because of coronavirus, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But I think ICN New South Wales just posted on their Instagram, but ICN Queensland or the website hasn't actually reflected those dates yet. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure why. Well, let's hope it's on the 8th of May because, you know, as... No, I've done some checking. Okay, so it's definitely locked in and... Gosh, fingers crossed because, you know, we are bodybuilders and we do tend to plan ahead and we've actually already booked our Airbnb. So (laughs) for those specific dates. So yeah, let's hope that goes ahead on the 8th of May. Otherwise, we're going to have to do some rescheduling. Something that was surprising as well that it's only one day. So it's going to be pretty hectic. Mm -hmm. Well, lucky for you, they generally always do the guys bodybuilding first thing in the morning, right? Mm. And like, As a competitor, I would much rather compete in the morning. They always seem to, you know, hold back the girls, especially at the fitness girls, like later in the day or at night. And man, that's just... The best till last. Oh, that's very sweet. (laughs) But I don't know. They just push us back, right? But like, that's tough. You know, like trying to get on stage at like 6 p.m. at night, holding conditioning all day. You're hungry, like you're tired. You get your makeup done at like 6 a.m. in the morning. It's a long ass day, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. I would so much rather compete in the morning. If for nationals, right? They they did it last year over two days. Why are it's weird? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure they have a reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. Pricing, maybe lower athletes. Yeah. Predicted. Either way, whatever time of day it will be, the adrenaline will be pumping. So we will be up on that stage with all the energy, right? Smiling, but (laughs) it would be cool if it was in the morning. Yeah, backstage, all the stages all over. But yeah, 20 weeks out from potentially that last show, unless AWNBS does go ahead. Fingers crossed for that. And AWNBS is generally like the last week of May. So that might be around like, you know, the 23rd of May or so, but... I guess we'll just have to see, right? I know you won't be competing in that federation because it's all girls. (laughs) Mm. 
There is one show, the INBA show, in the first week of May, I mean June, so if I wanted to hold out to then, I could, mm-hmm. but we'll have to wait and see. That's Lots right. Lots of stuff's going to happen. Exactly. All in good time. But we definitely have those three ICN shows locked in for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, yeah, so 12 weeks of dieting wrapped up and I've got nine weeks to go until the first show, which is pretty exciting. In terms of body composition, another successful week of weight loss in the book. So hit a new low of 63 flat this morning. So I've officially lost over five kilograms now. So starting weight was 68.1, now 63 predicting my stage weight's going to be around mid 59s. So over the next nine weeks, I should, that's definitely going to be achievable to reach those mid 59s, which should definitely have me in condition for IFBB. Really looking forward to that and really looking forward to keep pushing. But you know, this week I just really felt it, you know, like I felt the change in my body composition. And in comparison to all the other weeks, I think I felt the most dramatic change between my low days versus my high days. Like I'm just feeling different, you know, like when I put on a pair of shorts now, like it's loose around the waist, you know, Mm. and it's loose in the front, it's loose in the back, right? And like my skin feels different too. My skin, I can really like pinch it away from my body and my skin feels very different as well. And I feel like I'm in kind of in that in between, right? Where I've lost a decent amount of weight relative to my body weight now, but I'm not quite lean yet. So I feel like I'm in that in between. I would say you're lean, but you're not stage ready. Yeah. Just remember the correct terminology here. Yes. Okay. Well, I, I guess according to the general public, I would be on the leaner side, right? But yeah, I'm definitely not stage lean, but I'm in that in between. I know that I just have to keep pushing through this in between to finally, you know, get over that hump and truly see my efforts because yeah, right now I've heard some competitors talk about it. You know, I've even spoken about it with some of my friends who compete and, uh, they call it like the candle wax phase. I don't know. You feel like there's just as like this film of candle wax over you, or you kind of just feel like a little noodle. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) you're not quite lean yet, but you're getting there. So I just got to keep pushing through that. And definitely on my lower carb days, I'm still following same macro split. So five days, Saturday to Wednesday on 200 grams of carbs, 160 grams of protein and 35 grams of fat. And then on Thursday, Friday, I just have two high days at 350 grams of carbs, keep other macros the same. Definitely feeling much flatter on those low days compared to those high days. So yeah, and that's that difference, that dramatic difference is just going to keep getting greater and greater as the weeks go on. But that's the whole point, right? You keep pushing. Mm. And like Brandon Kempter says, right? Like you have to get flat to get lean, right? But then you have to carb up to look lean. So that's it. Yeah. I'm just pushing through, but yeah, uh, overall feel really good. It feels good to be on track in terms of weight loss. Right. And definitely on those high carb days, it is exciting to see myself fill out, but I'm actually really grateful I've recently gone through prep, right? Like I went through prep last year at the end of last year and at the beginning of this year. So like this phase is very fresh in my mind, you know, and I remember what it feels like. And I remember being like, just got to push through, right? Like this isn't the final package, right? This is just, I just got to get through this. Uh, so I can trust that. And what's really cool is also to just look back at photos from when I was nine weeks out last prep. Right. And again, I was at around 62 kilograms around this time, like 61 and a half, 62 kilograms. So definitely more than a kilogram less than I weigh right now. And 
I looked even worse, <laughs> you know, like I looked like even more of a noodle. So have a lot of confidence that if I just keep my head strong, trust the process, keep pushing, I am going to make it. So mm. it's yeah. just about trusting that process. Absolutely. Yeah. And taking a hell of a lot of progress photos. Right. But, um, yeah, it's been good, but so yeah, body composition wise, things are going really well. And this past week was a solid freaking week of training, man. Like I did feel strong. I did hit some lifetime PBs. Like my Bulgarians, I went up to 32 kilograms for those kettlebells and that is over my body weight, right? Mm. So wow. really proud of that. Just freaking doing the tough stuff, right? And just pushing through. I even uploaded an Instagram video and like that was my last set. And because I was on video, I was doing everything in my power to keep my face straight, you know, like keep us <laughs> uh, like not scrunch up my face. But I feel like every other set in reality, I'm just face scrunched like, oh, come on, one more rep. Uh, but yeah, 32 kilogram kettlebells for those Bulgarians, three by eight per leg, even on my dumbbell RDLs, right? I got three by 12 with the 37.5 kilogram dumbbells, which never done before. Right. And even yesterday, that's almost as much as you barbell RDL, right? Almost. Yeah. Uh, for barbell RDLs, I've gotten up to 85 kilograms. Oh, wow. So that would be the 42.5 kilogram dumbbells. Mm. Yeah. So not too far off. Not too far off, no. But the hamstrings are... And you start off with RDLs. Yeah. No, you don't. You used to. Yeah, they're like my third exercise, third or fourth exercise on a Tuesday. Mm. Yeah. So RDLs are going really well. And uh, even yesterday for my Smith machine lunges, the week before I did 65 kilograms on the bar, plus the bar, I think the resistance is like nine kilograms. So I'm actually lifting like 74 kilograms on that Smith machine, which is pretty cool. But the week before I did three by 10. And then this past week I was like, nope, gotta fricking beat it, right? And I did three by 11 per leg. And uh, I always post these things, well, I try my best to post these things on Instagram each week, right? Like, because you have to remember, like, I coach myself, right? So I've got to be my own hype girl, right? I've got to be like, yeah, let's go. Come on, you can do it, right? Like, and really when I say those things, I'm speaking to myself like I would hope a coach would speak to their client, right? Encouraging them. Like, I believe in myself. I've got to be there for myself if I'm coaching myself. But it's interesting because whenever I post those things on Instagram, I'll let you guys in on a little secret. I'll say something like, you know, last week was three by 10. Today I got three by 11, right? I actually usually post that on the second set when I still have one set to go because that almost holds me accountable. And there's the psychology that plays in there that I'm like, oh, just said it on Instagram, right? Like I better freaking do it. So, you know, like I hold myself accountable to those numbers. So I usually say what I've done when I haven't even done it yet. But, but then would you go back and edit it if you don't get it? No, because I know I can do it, right? Like I know I can do it. It is pushing it to that like one to zero reps in reserve. I can only do it for lower body movements, right? Mm. I could not do that for an OHP or a shoulder press or a bench because we all know pushing movements, man. Like no matter how bad you freaking want it, sometimes that last rep just ain't going up. Yeah. But lower body, like... There's such a huge mental aspect. So I know if I'm on a Bulgarian split squat or, you know, a lunge or a leg press or something, and I've told the socials that I've gotten three by 15, but I'm actually up to my last set and I'm on my 14th rep. I'm like, I'm going to freaking do this. So I feel it in every fiber of my glute and my quad and my hamstring. And I feel it in my freaking heart and my lungs, but I can push through that final rep. So 
yeah, just in a little secret in on there. But uh, that's actually how I just, that's how I push myself and how I can hold myself accountable to really training hard, right? Yeah, so. Epic. It's a vital part of prep. Yeah, absolutely. Maintaining that intensity. Absolutely. That's why I feel like a lot of people fall off, you know? And I listened to this interesting podcast on Revive Stronger with Cliff Wilson. And Cliff Wilson made this really, like, I really like this point that he made because he likes to push his competitors really hard, right? Rightfully so, right? Like, look where he is as a coach. He is like more pro athletes than you could possibly count. And he likes to go aggressive pretty much from the start. And his thing is that, you know, at two weeks out, four weeks out, everyone's pushing hard, but is everyone pushing hard at 20 weeks out or 15 weeks out? No, right? People become complacent. People think I'm still 20 weeks out. I'm still 15 weeks out. I still got so much time, right? Push hard when other people are taking it Mm. easy. I think that's a big thing for me, this prep as well. Like I've sort of not really because I've heard anyone say it, but mm-hmm. like just I've been pushing hard from the start because yeah. I know that's what's needed this prep. If I want to get ready on time, that's what's required. Absolutely. And I didn't even start too too fat, to put no. it simply. So <laughs> like I feel I feel bad for people who do start mm-hmm. in a suboptimal position. Yeah, absolutely. You can't become complacent, right? Like if mm. you want to be the best in this sport, you have to take every goddamn day seriously. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I really like that point that Cliff Wilson made on that podcast. But yeah, overall, this past week of training, really freaking awesome. Felt very, very strong. Um, body composition is in a good spot. And other than that, not too much has changed, right? Like still really happy with these macros that I'm still dropping weight on 200 grams of carbs in the coming weeks. Like inevitably, I'm probably going to have to drop it again. But until then, I'm going to keep enjoying it right like that's the thing it's it's really just with your diet like once you get a macro drop it's like that first day of like god damn i gotta eat less food but then once you go into my fitness pal and you work a few things out you take five grams of carbs away here five grams there right you're like man this actually ain't too bad and after a day it just becomes a norm right you just you really just get used to it mm, especially mm. if you add some volumization aspects yeah absolutely just a little bit more water and ice yeah almost <laughs> But I find it's not even necessarily the amount of food that you're eating. It just creeps up on you, the energy levels. And I'm getting to that point too. Like by the time it gets to Wednesday, like I still feel like I'm eating a similar volume of food of what I was eating when I was maybe on 250 or 300 grams of carbs, right? Because I really manipulate my meals and people probably see that on Instagram when I post photos and stuff. But it's just like the lack of energy that chronically creeps up on you. But yeah, when we when I get to that last final low day, I'm always saying to you, I'm like, man, I'm really looking forward to some bananas tomorrow. Like, yeah. it's all I want, right? Just just a little bit more energy. It's mm. not, yeah. I think this is where you have to start being very smart with your how you use your energy. And mm-hmm. I think we are, I know I definitely really preserve energy a lot like i i'm very active still like i do anywhere from 13 to 15k steps mm-hmm. and i train but like outside of that i'm relaxing and like not i'm really making an effort this prep to if i have a choice between relaxing versus doing something more stimulating mm-hmm. then i'm going to choose relaxing yeah and so far it's paid off dividends yeah absolutely well i guess we just relax in different ways but I don't know. Like I'm always, I've just always been the kind of person where I'm like, if I've got a little bit of spare time, I don't have to check in with someone or go run an errand or something like 
I want to be productive in some way, you know, like I want to run down to the fruit shop and buy some cheap fruit to freeze for an ice cream or want to go on a walk and listen to a podcast on a topic to get up to date with something like Mm. I'm just like, let's use this time wisely or practice posing. Right. Speaking of posing, like I've been doing my weekly lessons with Steph every single week. Right. But what I just really appreciate Steph because she really challenges me. You know, like as I come in every single week and I get a little bit leaner, right, she can see that different things will look better on me. So like, I feel like for the past few weeks, she's made continuous tweaks to my routine like every week. And I love that because I freaking love the challenge, right? But it definitely does challenge me because I learn one thing one week and then the next week, another thing's added on. But it pays off because it it honestly looks better on my physique. Mm, Undoubtedly, like you can never practice too much yeah and even you're learning that with alan right because you're doing your weekly posing sessions with alan and i'd imagine you guys are changing things every week as you come in yeah i think definitely with the classic bodybuilding has stayed more hasn't changed as much because Mm -hmm. i've built a base there and to be honest there's less variation in the bodybuilding but as i get to be honest i think we've exceeded i've exceeded both of our expectations me and alan in terms of how much I've caught on to that classic Mm -hmm. posing and how I'm more interested now in kind of trying out new things. And as my body has changed, I've, and my skill set has changed, I've been able to uh, try out different poses and see how they look. So you are a phenomenal poser, you know, you just, you really click onto it. And a lot of people don't have that skill, including myself. It takes me a long ass time, right? I've always been the kind of person who, if I want to learn something like I've got to start way out and keep continuously revising. Like it was like that in uni. I was glad we had like, you know, three months of study before the final exam because you bet your butt I was studying and revising every freaking week so I could get a seven in that exam. But that's why I'm grateful I started posing with Steph back in July because like I'm still perfecting the things she taught me in July. I I don't have a dancing background or something. I, I don't just get it. It doesn't come naturally to me. You don't have a dancing background either. I don't have any background you in, just or get interest it, in man. that sort of stuff. So I don't know why. It's amazing. It's a bit weird. <laughs> no, well, you are a great poser. You know, you're just fluid. It's very artistic. You've got a great smile. So... Yeah. Smile helps, I guess. Yes, it does. One day you're going to get on an IFBB stage or some stage where you can do an individual classic routine. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, INBA, I can do an individual routine. but Okay, well, maybe we do have to wait till the 1st of June. <laughs> you know, push back that Bali holiday. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of classic, oh my God, Chris Bumstead. We just finished up watching the Olympia this weekend, which was really fun. Uh, my friend Candace and I bought the pay-per-view and she came over with her boyfriend and You know, we all uh, sat up on the couch with Sam and watched the Olympia for the past two days. And boy, man, what a show, right? What a competition, just amazing. But Chris Bumstead, he is just, he's one of a freaking kind. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, to be honest, following the prelude to everything. Mm -hmm. Like I knew there was obviously a rivalry between Chris and Brion, but like, yeah, I didn't think, and I, closer to the date, I was looking at individual photos and something that definitely stands out is like, I honestly thought Brion was looking amazing and it was going to be a fairly tight contest. I still had Chris, but 
like it goes to show don't compare individual photos side by side because Chris wiped the floor. Exactly. That's why they do comparisons, right? Like people will come out and they'll do their individual routine and you'll be looking at this person, right? Just by themselves. You can't actually compare their size to anything else. You're like, this person's freaking humongous, man. Mm. But then they stand next to someone and they look half the size. Yeah. Right. And Chris had that edge because he's a bit taller, but he really fills out that extra height. Mm. I think he's he's 185 centimeters, so he's 6'1", I think, which yeah. is pretty damn tall for a bodybuilder. Yeah, insane. But you showed me that comparison of his back. Like, mm. how much is... We, like, that's the thing with bodybuilding, too. You think someone looks good one year, and then they just blow it out of the water the next year. You're like, holy shit, they made them their previous self look totally average. Yeah, it's... um When you have that top-tier genetics, work ethic, bit of special stuff, mm-hmm. then... <laughs> you can achieve amazing stuff. I feel like Chris is probably going to be like the Ronnie Coleman of classic physique, right? Like I feel like he's probably going to have a string of wins under his belt because he's won two years in a row now. He'll Mm. probably go on a winning streak, I would imagine, unless someone else just comes out just amazing, right? Because he's so young. He's like 25 or 25, yeah. Yeah, god damn. Yeah, but seriously, the Olympia was just amazing. Big Ramy, he won mm. the um, Mr. Olympia, which was awesome. Just obviously the biggest dude on the day. I'm pretty sure I calculated his uh, weight in kilograms. He's like 131 kilograms, Jesus. like over twice my body weight. Like what the flips? And I think this was the first year that he actually came in properly conditioned. So that size plus conditioning, you know, like he was mm. a clear winner. Yeah, I'm glad he won because he's... He's had so many attempts now, so it's Mm -hmm. great. Yeah, and watching, you know, the Miss Bikini Olympia, just absolutely insane. Like, the competition, man. Like, all of those women just look freaking phenomenal. But the top five, like, by far the best top five bikini girls in history. And Janet finally won, you know? Janet is a total veteran in this sport, right? Pretty sure this was, like, her sixth Olympia. And she just keeps coming back right she's never won an olympia before she's won a few arnold's but you know she's gotten second place third place been all over right but i think the thing for her was that she's always had an amazing upper body right and she's always had an amazing core and her stage presence she looks like a victoria's secret model and a track star all put in one just beautiful but i think in the past what really let her down is when she turns to the back she just didn't really have hamstring and glute development to the same standard as the other girls like her glutes didn't tie in but this year when she turned to the back it was just like whoa like that clearly she took feedback and worked on that and that combined with everything else it makes sense why she won been mm. crazy because Issa Pacini, she got first place last year. She got knocked down to sixth place this year. Just bikini, man. Like it's, uh, it is insane, but I'm really excited to hear more podcasts come out and actually hear other coaches take, and especially the judges take and mm. hear a lot of feedback for those girls because yeah, some- I'm glad I'm not judging the bikini. <laughs> You win a prize. You win a prize. Oh man, you you all have a very nice tush. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, Jack, how was your past week? It was actually a really good week. So it was my fifth week of my six week training block. So I have this coming week is my final week of the block, and a very good week of training as per usual. Pretty much nothing. Like everything went to plan. I progressed in the movements I needed to progress. I retained everything. 
think the the only thing that was a little bit hit and miss was like uh, one leg press set where it was just really hard. And I think I made up for it on the second set because I needed to. Because like I only have two sets for pretty much all my major lifts on leg day. So they are really important that I get in the zone and, and give it 100%. I have to set. ask that leg press that you're using, are you using at Mount Gravatt the one on the left or the right? That day I used it on the left, I think. Yeah, that one's a bit flipped. And Kate Otter and I are always talking about that. They need to like grease that thing up or something man there's resistance on mm. it like and you know both like you know me i don't i don't train like a weakling right yeah. like like there's something about when you put the same amount of weight on that left one it feels way harder than the same amount of weight on the right one mm. well i'll have to remember that for yeah. next time yes <laughs> but you push through yeah i push through <laughs> i think i maintained that that session the goal will be to increase this week for the last week hopefully mm -hmm. but yeah this week is definitely bringing its challenges first world challenges where it is going to be christmas so mm -hmm. one i'm going to be running seven low days in a row because i'm actually having a diet break with my deload so usually i would have my high days on thursday friday but because i'm having a refeed week a diet break sorry had a mental blank there I'll be having Thursday, Friday as low days and then going from Saturday to Friday uh, with a deload and a diet break and then starting back as per usual for training the following Monday um, and Saturday, Sunday as low days. So I hope that kind of makes sense, but it does mean I'm going to have to rearrange a few things for Christmas, like Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday will still be upper lower, Wednesday, rest day. Thursday, Friday will actually be two upper sessions back to back, which I'm just going to have to get through and then... I want to do uh, Saturday as the second leg day just because I don't want to train Christmas morning uh, legs um, on the seventh low day in a row. Mm -hmm. I'd rather wait till that high day after Christmas and, and get in a much better leg session, not risk myself, not risk injuring myself doing uh, like one, over 175 kilo RDLs in the morning when I've never done that. So there's just no point. Yeah. Well, no doubt, you know, you'll push through and that's the thing, right? like prep isn't supposed to be a walk in the park so no doubt you will make it through this week and you will be rewarded with an entire week of high carbs mm. plus a deload you are going to be feeling chilled and carved up to the max my friend yeah it should be it should be great and i mean christmas will be interesting being on seven low days straight mm -hmm. but, but that's like, just the way it is what are you doing for christmas are you eating christmas ham no, I'm not. No, me neither. Hey, join the club. Yeah, just the normal food on Christmas this year. Yeah. Normal as in what I eat at the moment. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like we're in prep and our families know us by now, right? Yeah. Like you and I have been together for four and a half years, but obviously our families have known us for the past 23. But like we've been in this game for many, many, many years. We've been preparing our own food. Our families love us. Our families respect us. They're just like... That's just what Tara and Jack do, right? They just eat different food to us, but they still sit down at the table and they're still super friendly and super enjoyable. They'll be the odd family member who asks us to try something or tells us why we're doing this, all that stuff, but yeah, it's something but, that every bodybuilder faces. Yeah, exactly. But as long as you know, you're, you're self-confident, right? And like, I'm mm. very sure of myself. You're very sure of yourself, right? Like, as I long don't as, mind at all, yeah. Yeah, not, not in the slightest. And if anything, if you come across as not insecure about it or like you're really trying to justify this thing that you're doing like 
eating something that's a little bit different to them, right? As long as you come across as, yeah, this is just what I do, right? This is just my lifestyle. I, I've got a big goal that I'm working toward. If you kind of deliver it in that sense, I find that people are a lot more curious and supportive and they're like, well, that's pretty freaking cool, mm. right? Rather than they're like, come on, like you got to try the pudding, right? Like they just get it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. You got to, you got to give people an expectation mm-hmm. rather than being too malleable. Yeah. Mm. Just be straight up. Right. Yeah. But that's, that's Jack and I, right? Like again, we're in prep, right? At that point, you'll be 15 weeks out. I'll be eight weeks out. Right. Like my goals matter so much more to me than a slice of ham. Okay. Christmas <laughs> is all about the social aspect as well. Exactly. And we'll be hanging out with both of our families. There'll be heaps of people there. I it's really... a religious holiday, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for some. I'm an atheist, but yeah. yeah. Well, it originated from religion, Mm -hmm. so focus more on that than the food, maybe. Exactly. Sam's going to be there. We'll get her a Santa hat. You know, I hope the sun's out. Maybe we can actually swim for once. I feel like these past few years on Christmas Day, it's either just been stupidly muggy and hot or raining, right? I want to get in the pool, man. Like... Yeah, so that's us on Christmas. But again, we are the 0.01 percenters. Mm. For the rest of you guys, please enjoy your Christmas day, right? Remember, like, it's not all about the food, right? It really is about being social, right? It's one meal out of an entire year's worth of meals, right? The average person eats four times a day, all these things. And in terms of the calories, like, don't stress about it. There's an event, like Christmas isn't the only social event during the year, right? Like for if anything, some people last Saturday night would have probably eaten more calories at the Thai restaurant when they went out to a birthday party than they will on Christmas day, but they freak out about Christmas day. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's all, it's all the lead up to Christmas, I think. And it's kind of more of an expectation now that people get a bit nervous, but mm-hmm. yeah, anyway, it's, yeah. Uh, it'll be over before we know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess other things this week is I had a quite a good week of weight loss. So dropping from 83.8 to 83.15. So yeah, decent drop there. And I'm well on track in accordance to my prep plan. Prep plan. Hopefully I can get my goal this week is to get below 82.9, which should be very achievable on average. Mm-hmm. And I might even be able to get a bit under that to have a bit of leeway with this diet break. And then back to lo- back to weight loss again after that. So my my weekly percentage I've been a- aiming for is 0.75 percent of weight loss per week, and that'll go down to I think 0.6 after this diet break. So as the dieting weeks go on, the percentage of weight loss will decrease slightly, and then I think the last eight weeks or so will be 0.5 percent of weight loss. So it allows me to not be as aggressive. So fortunately, I won't have to lose like 700 grams on average every single week from now. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a somewhat easier i think it's around like 500 grams now which i mean when you think about it over two weeks that's an extra uh sorry that's 400 grams less Mm -hmm. than i've been having to lose now which makes it yeah a bit bit less rushed and yeah overall i might try and lower my steps because i'm currently doing a lot and i think as my energy goes down um, I, I th- it might be wise to t- sort of taper the steps down as well. Um, but otherwise, yeah, things have been great. I've only made one calorie adjustment this prep, which has been pretty incredible over like nine weeks of dieting and might even only have to make one or two more for the rest of prep. So what were you and Alan predicting that potentially the lowest your macros will need to get? So probably around 250 carb on my low days for four days. 
and 250 protein and 60 fat. But then I'll have three high days at 525 carb, okay. same fat and protein. So it's um, like my energy availability is still going to be quite high, which is, which is nice. And I just respond well, very well to the high days. Mm -hmm. And like I feel better, it, it boosts me. Yeah, I, there's definitely people who respond better and worse to high days. Some people really will do better on, on straight seven, seven moderate or seven normal days. Yeah, it really just comes down to if you're coaching yourself, right, really knowing your own body. And if you're coaching someone else, really, really knowing someone else's body and someone else's lifestyle habits, right? And you just have to be strategic with those high days, right? Like you can't just double someone's carbohydrates and then just not actually have them train any harder that day, do any more steps, not encourage them to do anything, you know, extra with their life. Like they just lie on their back and soak up a bunch of glucose or something. Like generally you want to schedule it on specific training days so that they can bring a much higher intensity. Perhaps they're doing specific compounds on those days that they're really trying hard to push for strength gains or at least maintain strength on those movements. Days where they know they're going to be really active, right? Like they're going to be doing a lot of steps because of their work or because of their lifestyle or because of their uni or work commands or whatever it may be. So being strategic with that and also knowing if if you do have someone, right, like do they increase their need naturally through actually an increase in food or are they still sort of a kind of, you know, lay low kind of person? How would you politely say that someone's a little lazy? <laughs> you know, they're just not, they're not as upbeat, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, even if you give them more food, like they're still more inclined to sit down and text on their phone rather than, you know, walk around or something. Yeah. Maybe mm -hmm. lethargic. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. But, uh, anyway, know thyself and know thy athlete before you give thy carbs. <laughs> but yeah, other than that for me, um, yeah, not, I'm just keen for this little break. It's come at a really good time and training is getting harder undoubtedly. However, I'm still, in my opinion, doing a great job at maintaining or increasing in strength. And I've honestly exceeded, like I have surprised myself, not gonna lie at how well I've been able to go, especially with the pushing movements. And when I break it down, I, I really only have two training blocks left, two six week blocks of training to, to go until the first show because I'm about 16 weeks out now. I've got two deloads or maybe three deloads in there as well. Um, and yeah, it, when I break it down like that, it's really not that much long because I know what each training block entails. I know that it's actually in six weeks trying to, how much can a exercise go down in six weeks? Mm -hmm. Not much at all. Like, especially if I be sensible with my recovery and my exercise selection. Mm -hmm. Sure, those two blocks are gonna be really hard, but it's it's doable yeah. in order to... And you're actually tracking your training, right? Yeah. And you're managing every single variable, right? Especially during your training session, you're doing all your exercises in order. Even mm. if someone's using the hack squat machine, you don't just do it third, you wait and you keep doing it second. I asked to use it with them and yeah. then... Yeah, then I just work in. Exactly. You need to manage every just variable. Just being COVID safe and yeah. all that kind of stuff. That's a huge one I find though. And that's what I really try to talk to my clients about too is like, like unless you are running late for work or something, like please do your absolute best to follow these exercises in order. And take your rest times. Yeah, and rest, man. Because like 
you know, I write exercises in a program in a specific order for a specific reason, right? Like I don't have you doing barbell back squats as your very last exercise, (laughs) right? Like, and hip abductions and calf raises at the very beginning, those are swapped around for a reason. So yeah, if you really want to maintain your strength, right. on very specific movements, like your big compounds, make sure you're programming those first and you're not doing them like third, fourth, and fifth. Otherwise fatigue will set in and that will influence your performance. Mm. Yeah. There's, there's, I definitely get to the end of my session doing leg extension or something or calf raises. And I'm like, how the hell did I get through that session? And I can't imagine doing squats last or (laughs) leg press last. Like that's not a good time. I, I like, I always give my full intensity to those exercises because obviously isolation still matter, but I'm not going to lie. It does feel like a bit of a reward when you get mm. to like, you know, your abs at the end or your calves at the end or whatever it may be, or lateral raises. You're like, Oh yes, I did it. You know, I did the tough stuff. Now I can be rewarded with the fun stuff that just gives me a good pump. <laughs> yeah. I just see it as more and less diff- like internally mm-hmm. CNS difficulty. Like sure, leg extension, you can still technically bring to the same intensity as a squat, like relativeness to failure, but it's not going to be as taxing, like full body taxing. Yeah. Or mentally fatiguing or you you don't like, you don't rock up to the gym and feel anxious about doing leg extension. Mm. Like geez Louise. Hope not. (laughs) But that's the great thing right now that nationals date has been released. If you do the ICN shows, you've got two weeks between all of those shows. So you won't have back-to-back shows unless you perhaps decide to do another show. Like I think NBA mm. might be the week after the Brisbane Classic and the week before ICN Nationals. So. Yeah, so I'll have to make a call on that. And I think because you can enter last minute, it might even end up being a call depending on how well I do at ICN. Mm-hmm. If I meet my goals at ICN, I'll probably move on to Nationals. If I unfortunately don't, then... I might give NBA a crack. Yeah. I hope that doesn't come off poorly. But no. no, but I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, again, it's always good to have a backup plan, right? Yeah. But I question these things as well because, you know, obviously competitors, when they get in shape, they want to take full advantage of the season. So they want to do as many shows as possible. Showing up to a different federation, you're generally usually competing against the same people. Mm. Or in Australia, maybe not the U.S. Oh, definitely not the U.S. Yeah. Because mm. luckily for them, they got so many freaking shows. Yeah. <laughs> I would say the U.K. would be the same though as well. Mm-hmm. Because like as from what it looks like, they don't have too many shows each season as yeah. well. Like it seems similar to us. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm grateful that it's still... Well, I'm hoping that season A is going to be populated we'll have to wait and see i think it's gonna be very competitive my friend Mm. yeah cool anyway let's wrap this one up but something we always finish on is one thing we want to improve this week so jack what do you want to improve this week i just want to give these low days my all get through them still match or improve on training and yeah like just um get a good time in before the diet break you can see my we're getting to 38 minutes here and my brain is starting to fail slightly prep brain on a sunday afternoon yeah i feel you i've had a big day (laughs) you have had a big day (laughs) you went grocery shopping today (laughs) not just that then we did other stuff too you know (laughs) anyway so that's what i yeah just finished this week off strong final week of my training block week before my dealer um diet break and deload and it's kind of that bit where the next phase of prep is going to be even more tough and even more rewarding. So just got to finish this little bit strong and it will kind of, 
if I finish strong, then I'll go into my diet break and deload with a much better frame of mind than like, oh, I wish I'd given that set or done that, finished that workout on a better note and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But that's just me. What about you? So this week I want to improve my knowledge surrounding car insurance because your girl just bought a new car and it arrives on Wednesday, which is very, very exciting. So I'm very excited, but I need to get insurance for myself. So got to call around this week, get a few quotes, find out how to improve my finances and save myself a few dollars and not get too ripped off. And uh, yeah, that's what I want to improve this week. Mm. People were recommending to me compare the market. Mm. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I have. Well, we've used it a few times before when we were buying like fans and stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I use something else, but (laughs) something similar. I'll use compare the market. I'm thinking like, you know, looking at UE Insurance and Suncorp and... Uh, Someone also, no, I don't, we don't need to talk about this on the podcast. Okay, never mind, guys. But your girl's getting insured, right? Even though I am a good driver, I've never had a crash. But uh, wood. <laughs> we just knocked that table. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in for episode 33. If you did enjoy it, remember, please take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag myself, tag Jack, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, and we'll catch you next week. See you guys.